Hi, uh, thank you so much. I just have a brief statement on um, the Zoom element. Um, Good evening, everyone. I have a few housekeeping items for the Zoom meeting. This meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel. Please remember to mute yourself during the meetings when during the meeting when you are not speaking. The chat function for this meeting is disabled. All chats will go directly to me. Unless you are participating during the meeting, please turn your video off. This allows the active meeting participants to be seen on screen. You will still be able to hear the meeting. Uh, when you are participating, please turn your video on. If you have any trouble, you can send me a chat. Uh, the city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. Please remember to state your name each time you speak for the benefit of those participating remotely. And now I will turn the meeting back over to Daniel. Great, thank you, Abby. Uh, my name is Daniel B. Smith. I am the chair of the Lawrence Cultural Arts Commission, and we will begin this meeting as we always do with a roll call vote. So if you could say hi here or whatever you want when I, when I call your name, that would be great. Starting with Marlo. Present. Uh, Denise. Present. Mary. Present. Dina. Present. Marciana. She's here, yep. Present. I'm present. Great. great, thank you. Rebecca. Here. Uh, Jill? Here. And Tim? Present. All right, great. Thank you. It's nice to see you all. Uh, we will move on to the first order of business, which is approving the October minutes. So if any of you have had a chance to look over those, maybe you have complaints. If not, um, I will ask for a motion to approve those. This is Tim. I move we approve the October minutes as presented. Thank you, Tim. Do I have a second? This is Jill. I will second. Thank you, Jill. I will once again, once again call a roll call vote. Starting with Marlo. Approved. Denise. Here. Uh, Mary. Approved. Dina. Approved. Approve. <laughs> oh, was that Dina? Uh, Approved. All, all right, great. Thank you. Uh, Marciana. Approved. Rebecca. Approved. Jill. Approved. And Tim. Approve. All right, great. Thank you all. And I will approve, passing unanimously, um, which brings us to public comment. And I know that we have a few folks who are, are joining us on Zoom. I don't see anybody here in the room, but um, do, we, do we have anybody um, who is here for public comment? I think everybody who's in here is on the agenda. All right, great. Well, I will skip over the little spiel about public comment, if, uh, seeing as how we have nobody joining us, um, and we can move right along to new business. Um, do you want to introduce our first item of new business? Review of public art proposal from Suzanne Rieger for Stonehawk Day Daycare? Yes. Um, I'm going to share my screen here so that we can um, all see the proposal. Oops, that's not what I want. I want to just hit that. All right. If we have um, a representative from the uh, Stonehawk Daycare Art um, proposal, uh, go ahead and speak up. Um, I'm not quite sure um, who is, who's representing, uh, so please go ahead and, and let me know. <laughs> Richard, are you uh, a part of this team? Hmm. 
No, I'm not. Okay. All right. Just checking. Thank you so much. All right. Well, in the absence of a representative, we can just review as a team. Unless. Time to look at the proposal. Does anybody have any thoughts? Um, positive, negative. Um, you know, even though we don't have a representative here, we can still we can still choose to approve it if if it matches up with our criteria. Just to frame this, I know this is a very different kind of proposal than we normally get, and um, I was hoping that um, uh, they would be here to answer some of our questions. Uh, and I think this is a learning opportunity for us to review a different kind of proposal. And I don't think that there's any pressure on us to approve something that we don't feel comfortable with. So if it takes some pressure off tonight just to review and have some conversation about this, um, I can definitely uh, take note of all of the, the questions that we have for, um, for the project and also uh, for Porter <laughs> and uh, get back to you all if, if that's helpful. I do have a question. It's really more of a comment and that is there are no visuals that were submitted except for architectural drawing and elevation descriptions. So I don't know what we can even talk about mm -hmm. except for the background of the person who did the drawings. So it's a little confusing. Yes, and I was, I was wondering, um, you know, how this would go. And, and I'm new to this process as well. And so I was Definitely hoping that um, they, they would have a representative here tonight to answer some questions. Um, yeah, the absence of a visual is is a big deal, I think, um, and I, you know, I, that's something we can definitely um, I can communicate back to her and say, hey, we need a little bit more concrete uh, of a visual with a proposal of this nature. And I also have another comment because the proposal made clear that this mural is not going to be seen from Clinton or Inverness and it doesn't sound like it's going to be visible to adjacent community or neighborhood mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm wondering why the applicants submitted an application. Mm -hmm. I felt the same mm -hmm. I, it didn't feel like public art to me. And I think when I zoomed in on the image, there was like a building image. If you zoomed in, there was a replication of a photograph. Oh, there was? There was. But you have to really zoom in. It's very tiny. Really? And it seemed like it it's was really more of unusual. a graph. It was like a photograph that was printed, and it felt like not public art, but like a building design thing. And so I was curious whether it really should fall in our jurisdiction either, because it wasn't public facing. What is, which one, was it the it's third? Not the Humane Society one. It's yeah. that. No, I know. But I'm trying to, I'm trying to identify okay. where it is. So it was like, it was she linked it, I think. Hard, it, was it was a link. That was hard to find. It was, yeah. yeah. I wonder if this is even coming up for us. Okay. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that was. Oh, there. Uh, yeah. That was a sample one, but she had another link, and then you could click on it and really zoom in, and there was an image of a child playing in the daycare okay. environment. So I think that was the one that was representative of what might transpire, but I felt like Denise, where it's like if it's oh, inward facing and it's not really, no one's painting, no one's doing an art, it's more of an architectural design okay. thing. So it didn't feel like our realm. You know, in a way, this represents, along with the Lawrence Humane Society mm -hmm. application, this represents an issue with um, murals, and that is 
The mural application has criteria for murals themselves, but nothing that specifies as to who should apply mm -hmm. and when, and specifications about that delimit, or at least specify that certain applications must be sent. Mm -hmm. It's confusing to me. Who must, must re I put in an application and and who doesn't? Sure. I mean, it's just not clear to me. Yeah, this is absolutely something that we can uh, look over um, as a board and, and update this to have a little bit more clear language. Uh, what I'm seeing here is just including mural projects. Um, but yeah, we can definitely work that out um, to, to better guide people in, in whether or not they want to submit a proposal. Um, absolutely. And uh, DLB Smith, I do also think it's interesting as far as like kind of what Marlowe's getting initially, like architectural elements versus, you know, a public art installation. I, I do feel that especially with like some of the construction and buildings that we've been seeing going up recently or just like sort of trends you see in architecture, there is sort of a an inclination to include more, you know, like figurative like photo el type elements and stuff just as part of the design of the structure and it really blurs the line and makes it tricky so I think trying to define that a little bit more thoroughly would be good um, it would be interesting to know the photographs in question of children playing which are obviously very appropriate for daycare are those are those photographs that were taken by is the photographer is there a photographer specifically are these stock images is right. the photographer yeah being credited. I think that would be important to know. Yeah, and it, a lot of gray areas. We, we're, we're looking at like multiple overlapping gray areas. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, this is Denise. I'm wondering whether or not the photographs have not yet been chosen. Mm -hmm. And that maybe they're planning on taking pictures of actual children, but mm -hmm. that actually creates issues in terms of obtaining permissions for that. Yeah, well, absolutely. you just need a parental release, that's all. You can. Right. But if this isn't, I think before we get into the fine points on that, you know, we need to, to decide if we even need to, if we need to decide if we need to decide. Mm -hmm. Right, and I'm, I don't know. I'm not sure that this falls within our responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Uh, a little history, this came in um, last week, so I have not had a chance to sit down with Porter, although I know he has been in communication with Suzanne um, about this process and encouraged her to apply. Um, I think what we could do is say we can't, um, we can't move forward with this now because we're missing you know, some major visual components. Um, we also have some significant questions about what our role is with this kind of project. And I can take that to Porter and, and try to wrap my head around it a little bit better mm -hmm. and also get some information about what his conversation with her was like. Mm -hmm. um, but I think, yeah, hearing your, your dialogue, it seems like there's just too it's many a good questions. idea. And, and I, my understanding is that the timeline is not, you know, in the past, talking about some of these projects, timeline is sort of the limiting factor. And for this, it doesn't seem like, you know, if we, if we told them to maybe come back and talk to us again. I don't, doesn't seem like that's gonna delay their plans too much. Right. Um, and 
I do think that it would be beneficial for us to really like try and clarify the requirements as far as mm -hmm. you know if if something like this is required but I also do think that it's it's nice to to be open that people even even if this doesn't fall within the requirements mm -hmm. of what we need to okay let people know that they can still come to us and mm -hmm. you know we can we can we're still happy to um, give input especially if you know, even if they don't necessarily have to, they might ha have concerns about whether or not people in their neighborhood or whatever are, go are going to mm -hmm. respond positively to it. So um, I think being a sounding board for some of those things is, is something I'm personally al always happy to have our doors be open for folks to come and talk to us, even if by the letter of the law, maybe they, they don't have to. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. I think that's well s stated. So do do we want to have these individuals potentially come back and, and show us some more specific, especially the visual components? Right. Um, and then in the meantime, maybe try and figure out whether or not they even have to. So <laughs> kind of do both. Yeah. This is Denise again. I think that it's important to have them um, specify the you know what kind of imagery they're going to have. I know they said children, but it would be nice to see some examples. Are these going to be actual children or, like you said, stock imagery? And definitely, it'd be important to clarify whether they need to submit an application in the first place because the surrounding neighborhood is not going to be able to see it, but I don't really know based on this application. Yeah. Uh, my understanding of the location is that it's not right on a thoroughfare, but that it is relatively visible. It's, right. again, I guess more gray areas. Um, well, uh, I mean, if if nobody else has any pressing concerns, I think we, we could give them that feedback mm -hmm. um, and, okay. and table it for the time being. Yeah. All right, I'm seeing lots of nodding, Look, looking to Zoom. I don't, I don't see anybody um, expressing any grave concerns. Um, which means that we could move on to the next mural proposal, which I think is a little bit more in our wheelhouse. Yes. Um, and I and I and I think we do have at least one person here to to give us uh, some information about that. Yeah, Connie, if you're here, I see I'm it. Here. Great. Thank you so much for coming, um, and I will turn it over to you for this next proposal. If you'd like to give us a little bit of background. Um, and introduce this for us. Yes, um, I'll share my screen. Right. I'm sure you have already seen the package, but maybe it won't follow my words. Okay, so we um, are doing a mural. Um, it's a mural isolation, not on the public wall directly, but it is on um, wooden structure. This is a partnership with the Lawrence Humane Society and the Brothers. And sorry, my allergies. <clears throat> and Big Brothers and Big Sisters. Uh, we did a workshop with um, about 25 Big Brothers and Big Sisters who uh, came together and designed. Um, images of pets and um, some of whom they call family. Uh, they drew um, some animals that were at the shelter 
and um, talk about ideas on how this mural could look like, what it could feel like, and uh, the majority of the youth uh, wanted to be really colorful and happy, something that was inviting for um, the public or anybody that passes by that engages them into um, obtaining a new family member or pet. Um, so a lot of my work as a public artist is with youth, that's my favorite kind of work. Um, I have done a few murals uh, with uh, Carver Dwelling Rich School. Um, this mural of the Humane um, Society will be very hands-on. Um, the kids, uh, the bigs and littles, will be painting uh, the majority of the background. And then I will finish and uh, complete the design. Uh, so as you see in previous work, uh, the youth uh, do the big gaps of colors, the, uh, the background, and then I finish it up and wrap it up. This is a unique location, um, as it is not a wall necessarily, but it surrounds a recycling bin. Um, so uh, I will open it up for questions after I share some images of the design. So the animal designs were taken from the drawings of the youth. Uh, the colors and the patterns were also a collage of those drawings and colors used. That's a bunny and that is uh, someone's chicken actually. <laughs> and a dog. So they're a little bit abstract and still have the, the youth spirit to them. Um, so I'll go ahead and take questions now. This is Jill. Um, I just wanted to thank you for um, another great proposal from you and I absolutely love this project. I think it's so fun and just such a great, great way of um, a project for the bigs and the littles because I know that's such an important program and it's, it's just so much fun and I absolutely love it. So um, congrats on another a proposal written. So thank you for that. Thank you. And this is Dina Amont. I, I want to reiterate those comments too. Um, I think um, uh, the kids' drawings are um, really appropriate for the site. Um, and I think it's really adorable, another great project. Um, I, I did have, if I, if I understood this correctly, I do have a slight concern about the timeline though. Um, because I think the priming was going to happen like on no November 11th, which is just a couple days away, and then the painting, oh, it's right there, thank you, was the next day, right? Um, so I wonder if there's enough time in the timeline to, um, to accomplish all that, um, but I do wanna reiterate that I, I think the, um, the um, subject matter is just very appropriate and re just really adorable. <laughs> Thank you. Danny Smith, I, I'll say that I, I think that I agree that this is a, a great mural proposal. I, I like the fact that it is a collaborative, you know, it's bringing mm -hmm. together two organizations, which, I mean, uh, don't 
intrinsically have that much to, to do with each other, but you know, are both doing good things in the community. Um, as far as the timeline is concerned, I know that originally we had wanted to kind of give an update actually on on the on the the previous mural mm -hmm. that that you had done, um, which also had a, pr a pretty tight time frame. So I'm kind of wondering if if maybe you could yeah. give give us an update on on how that went because sure. I, I believe it's 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 done. I don't think we have any pictures to share, but I'm just I'm wondering. I, I do have pictures, but yeah, that was the, it's done. Oh, um, it is done. And sorry, my baby's sleeping. It's done. <laughs> Uh, it has been varnished and ribbon cutting is on the 20th, 20th. Um, so a lot of woman power there. Um, <laughs> um, and this mural is much, much, much smaller, so I genuinely do believe that we'll uh, follow through with the timeline. This is Dina Amont again. Um, so, um, so I I agree with Daniel um, what you said about the two organizations don't um, and you know don't have a, a formal connection. But um, I was a big sister, um, and uh, one of our activities was we would volunteer at the Humane Society. So I, I, there's definitely a really great connection, and I'm sure I wasn't the only big sister or big brother to do that. Um, just a formality question, Abby, maybe, you know, or we can find out, um, when we make a recommendation to approve, does it not have to go to the city commission for official approval mm -hmm. and then the process can take place or, um, can That's it, a good question. Yeah. Can it happen anyway, or what? maybe you can clarify that. Yes. I'm going to have to of extra research just to make sure I get it completely right. I believe that I'm not going to say something and then have it. Sure. <laughs> I will definitely double check immediately and let you know. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, DLB Smith, yeah, I, I, I'm going to understanding that, that we make a, a recommendation, which which then goes to the, mm -hmm. the, the city commission. Um, so I think I do agree that the, the timeline on this, you know, is, is pretty quick, but um, I, the timeline on the previous mural seemed to really work out. Did you end up sticking to the two day? Was it was it two days for the, the FMART mural? Yeah. And I was going to show pictures after this. If, if you guys like. Sure. Yeah. I think if you want to go ahead and show them now, uh, we'll, we'll Mary. I, I guess I have a question if you're going back and forth about dates here. Um, the 11th is Friday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there really is not a city commission meeting between now and Friday. Yeah. So are you telling Connie not to go ahead with this? Uh, that is a fantastic question. And, <laughs> and as Abby sort of alluded, like maybe above our, our pay grade, especially, <laughs> especially for all of us who don't get paid anything. Um, yes, I, I, I do apologize for not having an immediate answer on, uh, on that. Uh, I can get, uh, an answer from from Porter tomorrow, uh, and and if we do vote to approve, I will let everybody know uh, how we should proceed. Um, this is Dina Amant. Um, so um, this is a mural on walls that go around a um, recycling bin. So. Um, I appreciate that it's being brought to the um, to the commission, but I also wonder if this is something that, um, since it's not really a 
mural that is going to be um, in, you know, in the public, you know, in the public on a large scale, that if, if that's really something that would even require being approved by this, uh, you know, recommended by us and approved by the city commission. So, yeah. That is a question there. I, yeah, just do it. Yeah, I would support that, um, you know, in the absence of any other rules that say that that can't be done. Yeah, I, I agree with Mary. Just go ahead and do it. D.O.B. Smith. Yeah, I think that the, the larger question of whether or not the city commission is going to need to approve this or, or how that works out. I think we should. My my opinion is that that's not our business that's there that is you know so i think we should go ahead and and give our approval if if we see so fit and then if the timing and whatever other approval up further up the chain is an issue we should let the people further up the chain worry about that mm -hmm. um but i'm i'm personally in, in favor of, of just going ahead and, and approving approving the the proposal um and, and applauding it. Yeah, go ahead, Tim. This is Tim. I would like to make a motion that we approve this mural proposal as presented. And, you know, if there's timing issues, there's timing issues. We'll just let those work their own way out. This is Jill Stevie. I will second. All right, great. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Jill. I will go ahead and call a roll call um, and we'll see if we uh, can get this approved, starting with Marlo. Uh, and then Denise. I approve. And Mary. Approve. And Dina. Approve. Marciana? I approve. And Rebecca? I approve. And uh, and Jill? I approve. And Tim? I approve. And then I will also approve. It has passed unanimously some questions about uh, the, uh, the chain of approval and stuff like that. Uh, maybe we can get that some, some answers to those yes. by, by email in between this meeting and our next one. But I think that the appropriate thing to do right now is to look at some cool pictures of the F Mart mural, which I have seen it is completed. I don't know if you've all seen it. Uh, we saw the, the proposal. It, it's, it's, it looks pretty, pretty similar. So I, Connie, I don't know if you have anything you could, you could pull up real quick. He's gone. Let me share my screen. Sorry. You're fine. Thank you so much for bringing photos. We're so excited. Okay. Can you see that? Not quite. Oh, yep. Yay. Okay, so that's the beginning. Yeah, getting there. Getting there. I should so happy. Yeah, <laughs> like the rice coming out of the clouds. And ta da! That looks just like your image in the proposal. Yeah. Please keep bringing proposals. <laughs> yes, and of course, you are all invited to the ribbon cutting on the 20th. 
Great. This is this is Dina Ahmad. So I I wonder if we have a uh, place where this can be, you know, publicly shown online on the city website or something like that. Do we have a place where we can yes uh, where yeah. we can promote this and yeah. show it to the community and. Can, I can definitely ask some questions about where we can where we can highlight this for sure. We have a new um, community uh, engagement um, form that uh, uh, Porter's office is asking us to use for things that they that we would like them to promote. Um, and this is like number one: send a press release. You know, mm -hmm. put this on social media. Um, yeah. Press release, social media. Um, on the city website, mm -hmm. um, I mm -hmm. think that would be great. I mean, those are great photos. Yeah, wonderful. If you'd be able to send some of those to me, Connie, that'd yeah. be wonderful. Thank you so Thank much. Everybody. Thank you. Thank you for joining us, Connie. Um. All right. Well, I think uh, the next portion of our meeting is to touch it. We wanted to start at having the budget in front of the commission every single month um, just to give some updates. And so let me zoom this guy out a little bit. This is the same um, budget spreadsheet that you've seen from me for several months now. Uh, but just for consistency's sake, I'll go ahead and, and share my screen and put that up there for you guys. Um, and I wanted to also take this time to give you a little bit of an update. I've been talking to the city finance department about our budget rollover. Um, and not only is this something that we can do, uh, I know how to do that. Um, and it's uh, to get the wording correctly, um, this is a standalone fund. So we can request a, um, a quarter one budget adjustment for the budget remainder. So that's looking at everything that we haven't spent from the year before as a one standalone fund to roll over into the next year. So our previous, uh, the, the thing that was inhibiting us before um, was if we awarded, if we named um, uh, uh, applicants for our programs in the fall, would we be able to use 2023 funds um, to, to be awarded to them um, because we named applicants in 2022? Um, and I've asked a specific question and I'll be making the budget adjustment request uh, to the city commission um, on the 2nd of January. Um, so it would be 2023 funds. Um, for 2023 program. We're just starting the applicant application uh, process in the fall. Um, so I have my head wrapped around this, which I feel good about, and I, and I feel like I know the right people to talk to about getting this done, um, and I will have some help along the way. Uh, so I just wanted to give you guys that update that I, I have this all ready to go, and I'm just waiting until the right timing. Um, but we can, we can go ahead and count on that. At this point, mm -hmm. we have spent nothing this year, this past year. We've spent $500. And so I have the exact amount here of what our remainder is. We have, let me just find it, $48,265. Is our remainder, and so we can request three thousand be 
allotted to Phoenix Awards and the, re and the remainder to be rolled over and then we can decide where to allot funds. Um, so, yeah. Do we need a separate meeting for that? Or how does that work to decide where to put that? Mm -hmm. uh, as I understand it, I just draft a request okay. um, that then goes, I'll have finance look over it um, just because it's my first time doing it. Um, and then that request goes to the city commission. Um, and as long as I put my request in at the first of, you know, not the first of the of the year, but you know that that first week, I'm going to try to do it on the second as soon as I get back. Um, that should be able to go to the city commission, um, and so I can have something drafted up that we can approve uh, in our December meeting. And is this money something that can go to anyone, or just our programs like the Phoenix mm -hmm. Awards and things like that? So as I understand it, we can just request a the budget remainder as a lump, as a standalone fund, and then we can arrange that after the rollover happens. Um, again, I'm in conversation with finance to make sure that I'm, I'm getting this right, uh, but they really haven't specified to me that things need to be allocated before the rollover. Right, but I guess I don't understand. I'm, I'm very new to this. Do Is it something that just needs to go towards our programs that we mm -hmm. put out, so not public requests. If you're, if you're meaning about like grants mm -hmm. and things like that, I think because the Community Arts Grants is a program that comes through okay. uh, the commission, I think we can specifically name that in the request uh, that those funds be used. Okay in that regard. I can absolutely double check because I'm also new to this and I wanna make sure I get it right. Um, but so far, yeah. And that's what we discussed in the retreat was to double the community arts grants. Mm -hmm. So that's yes. what we're operating on. Yeah. So I'd like to proceed in that way. Mm -hmm. I think if there's further discussion, that January retreat would be an excellent time mm -hmm. to reconsider where other funds could go. Mm -hmm. but I think we committed to that community arts grant fund, so we'll be able to keep that because that's really important to the community. Yep. 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 And uh, I know that uh, I don't necessarily seem as confident about this because it's it's again my first time. Um, but I assure you, uh, I'm going to to ask the right questions to the right people, um, and I've gotten the process started in a way that I definitely feel good about. Um, and but I encourage all of your questions um, just to make sure that. I'm not missing something, so. Thank you for that reminder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just, just to be um, real clear, mm -hmm. uh, the monies that have already been allocated or spent, what category have they come out of? I believe it was outdoor sculpture, sculpture exhibition. Um, I can double check that for sure. I'm remembering that from an email chain and I don't have it in front of me tonight, but I'm like 98% sure that it was something related to uh, outdoor downtown sculpture exhibition okay. or exhibit. So what what membership subscriptions would, I'm, I'm seeing that as a line item, mm -hmm. and I would have thought that would go on no matter what was happening. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure what that is. Okay. Um, that's a question I, for Porter. Um, okay. Here, fine. Um, yeah, I'll ask him what that okay. is. Yeah. 
This is Dina Amat. Just at, at just to make sure I understand. So, um, so I think I understand you saying that we'll ask for uh, basically like a rollover. If that's a um, uh, the not, maybe not the technical term um, into next year, but then it does have to be approved by the city commission. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So basically, my doing that at the beginning of the year is to make sure that it gets on the agenda um, and to keep everything moving. And I'm, I'm, I'm not sure at this point how long it would take for that to roll over, um, but I've, I've reached out to uh, Jeremy, who's uh, director of finance, and, and asked for help, and, and he's agreed to walk with me through this. Um, so I definitely feel that I have a degree of confidence <laughs> Uh, that I'll receive some mentorship through this this process. So in theory, we could know by the retreat if we mm -hmm. have the rollover approval, and then mm -hmm. it would be up to us to determine. We know we're doubling those community arts grants. We've committed mm -hmm. to that, and then we can, as a body, mm -hmm. kind of determine where those other. Mm -hmm. if we want to double OTC yeah. or you know what exact shape that'll look like by that time. Yes, that's that's what I'm uh, understanding at this point, um, and I don't have any reason to believe that things would change significantly. Yeah, be Smith, and so in the um, when we put out the, uh, the, the we open applications for for those in that statement, there there was I don't know if how specific it was, but the statement did imply that it was going to be a larger than normal amount. Yes, we we'd increased um, awards from five to ten to five to fifteen. So so that that in in itself. Even though, like, there is the approval process, you know, we've already publicly stated that, that the amounts we're giving out are, are going to be going to be larger or larger limits. And from the mm -hmm. conversations that that we've had um, with, with with some other folks, it sounds like this process is is not unusual and happens pretty routinely. And mm -hmm. so that, to me, gives a, a level of assurance assurance that it's you know while we do have to get some approval that it's not it's not a, an a strange request by any means. Yeah. Yep. I'm just going to scroll to this slide. Oh, that's that's our next one. Never mind. Um, does anybody have any other remaining questions about this? I just want to get all of your thoughts on this, um, so I I can ask all of the questions that I need to. And if you have questions after the fact, please email me. I'm not a stranger to email, um, and uh, I'm always thankful for extra thoughts so did we set a date for the retreat this is marla mm -hmm. we so we have a tentative date and it's on the we're gonna we're gonna hit it <laughs> don't worry <laughs> january 14th, right? i have the 22nd yeah yeah what was january 14th? that was supposed to be our monthly and we decided to um not have that yes yep yep um all right well Hearing no further discussion, I think we could move on to the, the next, the next item, items, item D, which is reviewing uh, the community arts grants scoring template. Yeah, and this was something that Daniel and I spoke about last week when we met uh, to discuss the agenda. If this is something that we want to um, do as a group, um, or if this is something that we think maybe the sub the grants and advocacy subcommittee. Um, might want to just take a more in-depth look at um, and this is the first time that I am seeing this document I'm, I'm well I've I've seen it uh, for several weeks before this obviously but this is the first time um, that I'll be using it obviously or 
you know, aiding you guys as you use it uh, for community arts grants. And I left it as is so you could see, um, you know, how the data was input here, but this is the 2020 community arts grants uh, scoring form. And these were some of the um, applicants. Uh, and I think, you know, this is the metric that you guys would have used um, community value, project quality, application quality, um, whether or not it achieves the goals of the application and overall merit. Um, and so if we want to spend some time looking at this now, if you want to adjust any language, I think we can, unless you think it's something that a subcommittee should do. I'm open to either, obviously. This is Mary. <laughs> I think it's great the way it is. I feel the same when we've already opened the grants. I know someone who yes. writes grants quite mm -hmm. often. I always look at those matrices, yes. so mm -hmm. I would hesitate. It's a little late. Get our little fingers in there this late. Yep. Today. Okay. This okay. Is I don't recall when we applied the scoring sheet the last time that there were any particular problems. Okay. So I I agree with the others that we should just move forward. I, I certainly have no objection to to sticking with with what what has worked in the past, and I agree, Denise. I, I don't recall there any, anything seeming out of place. It's been a while, though. I admit. <laughs> All right, excellent. Um, yeah, so we can move right along. No, no reason to belabor things. Um, up next, uh, we actually have an update on on submissions, which I'm I'm eager yes. eager to hear about. I'm sure the rest of you are kind of eager to hear how many submissions, applications we have rolling in? Yes. Um, at this point, um, we have had only two submissions for all of the, the programs. We've had one Phoenix and, mm -hmm, and one Community Arts Grants. Um, and I think we have some opportunities here to think of some ways to market our programs. I've already submitted it um, to the uh, community uh, sorry, community engagement and um, creative resources department to post on the city pages um, and have them send out their own press release. I sent one out immediately in there. Um, I believe it was already sent out earlier this week um, just to bump that. Uh, but we do, we have another month and I'd love to see, um, I'd love to see some more uh, submissions. Yeah. Abby, mm -hmm. if you could let the Phoenix um, committee know mm -hmm as those artists things come mm -hmm. in so that we can start talking to the Absolutely. other artists. Absolutely. And mm -hmm. Is this what went out? This was on the agenda, or as part of the agenda package. Mm -hmm. And on the request for qualifications for the Phoenix Awards, mm -hmm. it, it has all the, all the information that we changed okay so which set of information actually went out um i apologize uh, i definitely worked very hard to make sure all of the information was correct i'm not sure why it's probably just an oversight for me including the wrong one um in in the in the pamphlet in the, yeah in in the in the agenda packet yeah um could you check please because absolutely this, this still refers to this being the 28th annual, and it mm -hmm. has the, the budget for the artists is mm -hmm. $1,800. Okay, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. none of those things are, are the, the current state of what we had talked about. 
Correct. Yeah, I will double check. So if you could check that, I'd appreciate it. Because I started to email a few artists on campus, professors, and at in Topeka at Washburn. So I've been trying to get some artists addresses so I can. I went to the Phoenix to look at some of the pieces there to see if I could find an artist whose work would be closest to what we're looking for, mm -hmm. although I was unable to get contact information from the Phoenix Gallery, but took names down and tried to hunt them down. I mentioned that now it's not very successful, so it would be nice to know mm -hmm. if everything online is current. Absolutely. I'll send you okay. an email tomorrow. Yep. Confirming. Yeah, thank you. Yep. We can definitely get it out on the Art Center social mm -hmm. media. I do, yeah, I'm part of like a bunch of Lawrence Arts Facebook groups, so mm -hmm. I can post things on there. Yeah. Okay, that'd be great. As someone who writes grants too, I feel like they always come in last minute. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I think mm -hmm. we as a body can do our diligence mm -hmm. and just get sure, it out yeah. to our networks, and that's pretty big yeah. reach. What I can do is I can send you all the materials and um, some example posts and, and so you, you have what you need to go forth. And yeah, we'll get them out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is Tim. I, I was wondering if um, possibly, you know, like the last three weeks, you know, weekly, we could s send out kind of a, a countdown, mm -hmm. you know, three weeks yeah. before they close, two weeks before they close. Because, yeah. you know, just as the blast, like when we announced it, um, because people do tend to wait to the last minute. They're busy and, and that sort of thing. So um, I think we want to communicate as often as possible. Great. Keeping it in the <clears throat> forefront of people's minds. Mm -hmm. yeah, this is Dina. I sent out the information that you sent to us. I forwarded to a lot of contacts. And okay. um, yeah, so, um, but I agree with that. Like, people are super busy. So yeah. just getting that in front of people a couple weeks before would be a great idea. Yeah. Hi, this is Denise. Um, I'm concerned that we don't have that many applications for the Phoenix yeah. Award. So I don't know if I should start hunting additional names of artists, you know, where to go and mm -hmm. how to get the contact information. What do you think, Mary? What has um, the previous person who's no longer on this committee, who was on the Phoenix Award, what did she do? Oh, what, what we did the last time was beat you the bushes and I finally you. found somebody. Yeah, you, you found him at your, your office when you get your haircut. Right. <laughs> Okay, so I'm wondering what to do at this point. Does so I think certainly the, the, uh, the optimum thing would be to get the word out as much as we can okay. and, and try and get artists in. What, what we've found in the past, that unless people kind of get a personal invitation, <clears throat> if it's presented to Dina, you really ought to apply for this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. You know, that... But just to have it just out there, it kind of... Yeah, it doesn't stick enough yeah. to keep this family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they get so much stuff. Daniel B. Smith, I, I think that like, obviously, you know, it, it will be interesting to see if we get applications for all, all three of the programs rolling in like later in the process. Um, I, I do also think that if, if, if finding, finding an artist for the Phoenix Award, it has been like a recurring issue, that maybe that's something... I don't know. I mean, it's something to, to talk about long term. Like, or do we want to sh struggle each time, or are, is there any way we can? Is there any way we can possibly make that easier? Um, um, other than just pulling people's arms. 
Well, if it's um, a financial issue and we have this rollover, mm -hmm. there's an opportunity to expand the budget a little bit. Yep. Mm -hmm. That could be, I know we've talked about it before, yeah. when you're doing so many awards and they have to be durable and there's all these things that could be restrictive for somebody. Yeah. But we're able to put a little bit more into it. Yeah, Daniel, this is Mary. I think it's just like, it's just like casting for a role in a show. Y if you want a good artist, you're going to have to look for him. This is Dina, and I agree with I agree with that. But has anyone else noticed the trend recently that um, when there's a call put out for anything, whatever it is, it seems like nine times out of ten there's an extension put on it because there's not enough applicants, right? So I think maybe it would be in our best interest to kind of try to head this off before it happens um, and then maybe have plan B in place, um, you know, if, if we end up with, you know, not enough um, applicants. This is Jill. That's a really good point, Dina, because when did we announce this to go out? A few weeks ago. Or it was, yeah, October 17th was when they, yeah, yep. Mm -hmm. So whenever. for an artist to come up with an idea and all that, I, I agree. I think it, it's, it's a very short time window. Mm -hmm. Yeah, two, what, two months? Mm -hmm. Yeah, two months. Like maybe that's, that's not, I guess, I don't, I'm not an artist, I don't know, but. I think what's probably happening is that a lot of people have seen it and been like, oh, this is great, and it's, you know, an open tab. Um, and they haven't filled it out yep. completely, and gotcha. they just they need, need to push. Yeah, they need constant Personal reminders. Mm -hmm. and push. Yep. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think uh, all of your ideas for marketing are spot on, and um, I'll get on that from the city side to figure out where we can push that, and yeah, and I'll get materials out to you. Yeah, and I think it's great to know where we are, and I think that this body has talked in the past about trying to explore some new ways to, to get the word out and get people a little bit more engaged with the sort of things that they were doing you know whether it's like a shared social media account some of that stuff has been considered in the past I think it, that might be like an ongoing challenge um, that we'll just have to keep keep thinking on and keep each of us independently bothering people we know um, I, I reached out to I've reached out to some some folks who I interact with frequently at the local papers to try and try and get some stuff run. I think some of that stuff is still probably possible depending on when a slow news week comes up. Um, I think we'll just keep working on it. And when we talk about the probably um, near future subcommittee meetings that, that we'll have, that can also be a time for people to try and brainstorm mm -hmm. some innovative ways. But, but I think yeah, knowing where we are is, is, is a good start. Frankly, I'm thrilled that we're still over a month out and we already have an application. <laughs> I never turned any fingers. No. No. <laughs> yeah. That's I think I was feeling freaked out uh because of my novice in this. Um and it's great to hear you say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, our next agenda item is simply reviewing the fall program dates. We already mentioned that the October 17th was when all three of the program applications opened. Um, and then all three of them will be closing in December. Two of them will be closing December 17th. And then I, I think it's, is it Phoenix that closes December 2nd? Is that, yes. Yeah, the odd, the odd program. <laughs> mm -hmm. And we're reviewing... Um, <coughs> 
the only one of the programs that we had <clears throat> verbally uh, said that we we're going to be reviewing at the December meeting is Phoenix. Um, depending on how many we get, I think it, it would be pertinent to just go ahead and uh, review everything that we've got unless we decide we want to wait um, if we're going to extend some of these. Um, I'm not sure if that's something we should decide now. I just wanted to open that up and say we haven't decided when we're going to review for community arts grants or sculpture ex exhibit. So the Phoenix Awards are due the 14th, so that one was due earlier? Is that, or when was the It's the second. It's the second. I'm sorry, there's so many dates up here. Yeah, so they all open the same day, which was October 17th, and um, uh, Community Arts Grants and Outdoor Downtown Sculpture Exhibition, they, those both close on December 17th, so that's a full two months, and then uh, we decided to uh, close applications for Phoenix on the 2nd. I think that was because we thought that they had to be reviewed at the December mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. meeting. Sure. And I think in the past, the subcommittee has reviewed the awards first and made a recommendation at the meeting. So mm -hmm. if we want to extend that date a little further. We yeah, well, yeah, this is not? Tim. Were we accelerating that because we weren't 100% we were sure about the funding? Yeah. Yes. But now that we know that yes. it's rolling, yes. we could push it a little bit. Yes, we yeah. could. Okay. Mm. Okay. So that might be really good. Okay. Absolutely. Another thing you could mm -hmm. do is wait till December 2nd. Right. Email us. Okay, yeah. we have 10, or we have two, you know, yeah. and then that we could decide, hey, let's go ahead and extend that, or hey, 10 is a great number, mm -hmm. we can review those. Maybe it could be an email thing on the yeah. site, just to check in. Yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe the third. And let's see who, let's see what we've got to. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Exactly yeah. Right. Yep. I, I'll send that one to you tomorrow. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And so, so for all three of the subcommittees, you know, we had discussed the potential for for them to have their their quarterly meeting, um, and I think it was the the grants and advocacy committee. Um, we wanted to have meet in the the next couple weeks, and then the Phoenix Work Committee. Obviously, we just discussed sort of the timing around that. The outdoor sculpture exhibition one, we can all check off in our our head that um, we don't. Have, it's not a rush. I think before the January retreat would be nice, but. At least for me, it's convenient to know that this one is this one's urgent. I'll worry about this one later. So um, I think that if we wanted to try and come up with, I don't know what parameters people have for the community arts grant subcommittee, um, which is in case people are wondering, myself, Tim, Jill, and Marlo. Um, when do you, when do you all think would be the best um, community arts grants? It was a grants and advocacy. Mm -hmm. Grants and advocacy, yeah. thank you, yeah. So what I'd love that group to do too is not only manage the community arts grants, but also look at outside grants, like we did the KCAIC one, mm -hmm. and that was really beneficial, but if we could all be sort of searching for other opportunities, like had the NEA funding that came into us this year, stuff like that, I think we should be looking outside as well. Sure. Jamie Smith, would you would you define that as homework, Marlo? Are you are you are you giving us the, the members of the subcommittee homework? Okay. Well, I will personally write write down that I have homework to do. Um, yeah, I, I can I can or, or Abby can yeah. remind the community arts grants uh, and advocacy subcommittee that we'll start maybe looking for some other possibilities. Um, other than looking over the basic dates, though, I think the Phoenix Award. So committee, the one I'm not on, it sounds like you all have a decent idea of, of ballpark when, when you're going to want to meet up. 
Um, yeah, we'll figure it between the second and the between yeah between the second and, and the fourteenth. Mm -hmm. um, if if the second comes and we end up having still just one applicant, you only need one ultimately. But if 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 we end up this is a tough one. Though. Yeah, I think I think I, I think being open to the possibility of extension is is always is always okay. good. And I agree with the statement though sentiment that was expressed earlier that mm -hmm. for whatever reason, who knows, pandemics and all sorts of stuff in the world, um, stuff like this seems seems finding applicants can be can be hard these days. Um, mm -hmm. So that's all I have to ramble about with these three. I have homework. Um, does, does anybody else have any, any other? Concerns about the the current trajectory for the three programs that we we've kind of we set in motion. If not, we can look at item G, which is revisiting the letter. I don't, this I, I I think this will be the last time we we really touch on it before mm -hmm. before, before it goes. I thought yeah. it had already been sent. Oh yes, it is. Yeah. Um, okay. So I wanted to just let you know sort of right. the process, um, which. Uh, We've sort of gone back and forth on whether or not it needs to go to uh, city manager or yeah, city manager report, or if it goes to uh, you know through the parks and rec channels, um, and that's what we had decided on. Just um, so I've submitted it um, to whom? To Derek, and Derek is going to take it to Derek is director. Of I know who Derek is. <laughs> yeah, um, and. Uh, I was advised to do that by Porter um, to take it through that chain, um, and and that's what we've done. And I will uh, let you know what uh, comes of it. And and I've uh, agreed to meet with whomever I need to 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 give uh, background. Um, but we've we've done what uh, we needed to do on that. Um, uh, Abby, this is this is Mary. Mm -hmm. I was a little. Um, surprised to see that the letter was characterized as a request for a director because I don't see it that way. Mm -hmm. um, I, where, where have you seen that? On the agenda. L let me see. Revisit. Um, Daniel B. Smith. I, I, I see it here listed as just er, the LCAC letter to city commission. Yeah, and, and I, I I understand your your concern because I was worried that it was going to be seen the letter as written. I think you, it was you did a great job writing it. Mm -hmm. the, the two of you who collaborated on that. I was worried because it does have sort of multiple things that it sort of is is requesting or suggesting. I was worried that it might come across as an all or nothing thing that we want all of this stuff um, now or and I, I think but I think the letter actually came across in a really good way as stating. Yeah. Here are multiple recommendations that are not directly tied together, and that they don't have to happen at the sa in the same timeline. Mm -hmm. So um, that was that was my that was my interpretation, and I think that how it's written, it should come across to the city commission that you know, while the director level position specifically for the cultural arts commission is great, that the other thing, it, the other things specifically, the funding channel. I think the funding is, is the is most the, important is part the of that. Yeah, and it concerns me that we have waited over a month now after it was approved by this committee now instead of going to the city commission it's going to parks and rec we've had lots of discussion about the right channels for this and i was advised not to take it directly to the commission um i was well, advised may i ask for what reason 
I am not prepared to answer that question in a way I would feel comfortable. I, I, I don't know. There's a lot of, as someone new to the city, there is a bit of chaos. Yeah. Do, do you know Smith is, oh, sorry Tim, is, is uh, the letter going to Derek, is the idea that Derek is then going, is then going to be the yes. one who takes yes. the city commission? Yes, as opposed to myself. Um, and he will take it to Casey Toomey, who is overseeing Parks and Recreation, um, and then she will make. And then she will take it to whom? The city commission. They, they have to, yeah. That's what I was told to do, and that's what I've done. I do apologize. I know that there is going to be another request on TGT funding from another group. I would hate to see this get so tied up going through different appropriate channels mm -hmm. that it never gets to where it's supposed to get to in time mm -hmm. to have any effect on budgeting. Sure, yeah. I think that's a very valid concern. Um, I have a good relationship with Casey and I think I'm still learning um, what I can and cannot ask of her, um, including updates about this process. Um, I feel like because I've been advised by Porter to try this way, I, I wanna see that through at least first, and if it it doesn't seem to be working, um, I, can, I can revisit um, and try something else. Um, yeah, basically what I'm saying is, is I'm gonna try this because that's what I've been advice to do and I don't feel comfortable doing it a different way but I can keep tabs on it sorry would it be inappropriate for us to dissent something individually like I'm not bound I'm by any you know, administrative procedures so as a commissioner can I just email the commissioners my opinion on the matters and we can I, unify I agree with that mm -hmm. Denise, yeah. could you clarify a little bit what but you then mean? you could only I'm sorry. I wouldn't sign it on behalf of everybody, but I, you know, could I send that letter and sign it with my name and email it individually to the commissioners, and everyone would be willing or up to or happy to do the same if it's up to their. I don't want to put anyone else in an awkward okay. position. Okay. So just so I understand, you would sign your name to the letter, but it would just be you sending it right. rather As than even though we have all um, agreed to this. Right. And then you could volunteer to send it yourself as well if you wanted to. Dino B. Smith, I think that um, I think that it's good that we as as a group are, are taking the proper channels. I do think, I mean, just from my personal opinion, from what I understand of procedures, I think if you if anybody who's a part of this commission wanted to send it independently and say, hey, this is a copy of the uh, a letter that the Cultural Arts Commission has sent on. To to uh, to Derek, who is giving it to Casey, um, and I think it's really important for you to to, to look at. So um, we don't. I have like we have no idea essentially when how how that process is going to go forward as far as the timing. But if you wanted to send it yourself and say this is coming down the pipeline, and I think you should be looking out for it, and maybe 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 bug somebody and see if you can take a look at it sooner rather than later. I, I mean, as an indi individual person, that seems totally fine. 
Um, I already I already signed off on on the official one, but I, I think that that's fine. Um, the one other thing that I wanted to mention that kind of ties into this whole this whole thing with the timing of it is that when we were putting together the letter, we had also talked about the fact that in addition to sending the letter, we also wanted to potentially reach out to some some of the folks on the commission and just have some one-on-one -on -one conversations and just. Um, uh, talk through with them and then also potentially give a presentation at the city commission um, the timing of those things we had kind of discussed previously I think other people had better and opinions than, than I did as far as what order we should do those things in but I do think that since we're talking about timing it'd be nice to revisit that and say okay this letter is it's already it's already it's, it's going it might might take longer to get there than we want did we want to have those conversations one-on-one -on -one with some of the city commissioners um, before the letter gets to them? Because that could be an option which would kind of achieve maybe a similar goal to what you're talking about, Marlo, as far as sending independently. Maybe you could just re reach out independently if you, if you happen to know, know somebody on the city commission and just take the letter with you and have a conversation about it. That could maybe achieve a similar goal. And then also, if we did want to go and give a presentation to the city commission, would we want to do that before the the the, or the the formal the most formal version of the letter gets to them, or do we want to wait until after it, it is it is gone before them? So those are just a bunch of open-ended questions I'm I'm throwing out. Would the process of doing a presentation be faster than this channel for the letter? Because if so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I have no idea. Yeah. That that would be another. That's, I don't know what that process yeah. is. Yeah. I guess I would just be. I am in favor of the fastest process. Mm -hmm. So, like, whether that is presenting, meeting people individually, sending an email, you know, of the letter, whatever it is, I, I'm always on the point of expediency. This is Denise. I do have a thought about that, that if you, if one of us sends the letter forward to the city commission members, I'm just wondering if that would be more confusing to them as to why was this sent now? All the other commissioners are not listed or named. So I think that might be confusing. I'm not saying that I'm not supporting you, of course. Um, but it's just a thought. Would Daniel's approach be confusing? The idea of sending it, not saying it's this is my personal letter, but saying this is coming down the pike and we thought you might want to have an awareness of it on the way. I think it would still be confusing. But I don't really, you know, that's because I don't know what's going behind the scenes. And one never knows what goes behind the scenes. This is Let's see how it can get any muddier. <laughs> I think I think these are all valid points. This is Tim, um, but I think if we're going to go the route of sending a letter like has been proposed, we would be better off to talk to individual um, commissioners on our own. I just think that's a better approach. Um, you know, I, I'll take the time to do it. You know, and I think we all should agree to do that to some extent, but I would rather call a commissioner and say, hey, can we have 20 minutes to talk about this than have multiple copies of the same letter circulating because I think it's going to get the attention that junk mail gets mm -hmm. at that point. I mean, sitting face to face with somebody and talking to them is just far more effective. Mm -hmm. Bringing a letter, perhaps. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Should there be a co strategy like would it be chaotic if we all just broke up tonight and said oh everyone contact commissioners and they get 10 different requests from 10 different humans 
uh, Daniel B. Smith, I I feel like we'll probably be more received if we if we don't if if we don't all swarm. I know this this <laughs> yeah. commission at the same time. Uh, as far as breaking down how we want to go about that, uh, it's a little bit in the in the weedsy, but I I do think that I do think it, it achieve to me I think that's going to achieve a similar goal to trying to get those commu- that communication and that understanding going. That's why it would be so much easier just to yeah. get the letter out there and yeah. follow up with conversations. Yeah, so this is Dina. So obviously there's a lot of frustration here about the um, slow process to just get a request to the city commission. And we're coming up with some really creative ways to get around it, which I think are great ideas. Um, but I also agree that we've had this ready to go and actually I was under the impression too that it had already been Mm -hmm. sent um, at our last meeting or maybe at the retreat but I thought that it had already been forwarded appropriately to the city commission so um, so um, I don't know what the impediments are there but it uh, the I think the um, best Thing, most ideal way to deal with it is to just get it into into the city commissioner's hands mm-hmm. as soon as possible without a lot of red tape and bureaucracy and you know and running and I love the idea of meeting with people I think that's a great thing to do I also agree that we could all probably spend five minutes tomorrow getting an email out and that would be really expedient so um, um, but I think you're hearing just a lot of frustration that this has been something that's been pending for a long time and that I think maybe several, I don't think I'm alone in thinking that it had already mm-hmm. been sent. So um, so I'm not sure I have an answer or a suggestion, but I think getting it into the commissioner's hands is the end result that we want. And I think... Uh, I'll speak for myself just saying that it doesn't seem that it should be that complicated. Dean B. Smith, I, I would like to, I mean, this is just like splitting hairs, but I agree that like coming to this meeting, I, I think we're all in, under the impression that it had been sent. And I think that, you know, from, from where I am, where I, I signed the thing and I, I delivered it. And I think for, for the folks that are in this room, we we have sent it. It's just there's other people up up the chain who are still in their part of the, the sending process. Um, I'm wondering if maybe um, in addition to I think I think setting up one-on-one conversations with some of the people on the city commission to sort of like you know prepare them to, that it's coming is a good idea. Um, and I think that's something we can be strategic about. I might also um, I'm. And, and feel free to shoot me down, Abby. But I, I might also uh, chat with with Derek and, and maybe reach out to mm-hmm. Casey and and ask them about that that sending process and see if I if I can. Because I know Abby said that you know as far as like you know you being new in your position and not fully understanding um, some of those those channels, you you didn't feel super comfortable pressing the issue. But um, I, I I'm always happy to bother people, so. Maybe I will. Maybe I will be the one who who, who bothers these people, um, so you don't have to literally annoy your boss. Uh, and and this is Dina. So I will I will uh, support you on that too, Daniel. Um, just as a citizen, I'm in favor of um, 
eliminating as much uh, bureaucracy and red tape as possible. So this is Tim, and you, you know, I guess. I mean, there's a lot of newness here, you know, with the Parks and Rec being involved and all this stuff. But, you know, if we're going to have a retreat in January, I mean, this is a prime example of when, you know, maybe Casey and Derek need to come to the retreat for a part of the retreat. And we need to say, how do we eliminate these communication issues? Because if we want to send a letter, it shouldn't take three weeks to work it through your process. That's really bad internal customer service, right? So how do we fix that? Because that is our role. Like, I think we're an advisory board to the commission. Right. I think that's in our mission right. statement. Exactly. So, 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 yeah. So, if we are the advisory board to the commission, why are these other people between us and the commission? Yeah. It should be easy to advise. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you know we have a more direct line? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I would like to, I mean, just for the sake of clarity, um, let you all know that the, the monthly meetings where, where Abby and I meet and discuss the agenda, um, Derek is, Derek and, oh my God, Derek and Roger. Yeah. It's so confusing because it's Derek and Roger. Okay, but Derek and Roger uh, are usually there. They don't say almost anything, but, but, um, but they, they listen in. So they, we, we, have, we have Derek's ear. Derek is, um, I, and uh, I, will, I will add to my homework list that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to some of these up-channel folks and see if we can get that moving along. But I do think that we should still plan on individually scheduling some, some conversations. I don't think we should schedule the conversations until we know when the letter is going to reach people because that's, mm-hmm. that's Agreed. spinning our wheels. For something like this, you have to have some momentum. To talk to somebody yeah. about something that they don't know anything about. Yet. Yeah, and then by the time they get it, they've forgotten they mm-hmm. talked to you. Right. So it's a waste of time. Okay, well, then I'll move forward with bothering people and hopefully get a, a solid date when they will receive it. And if, if the answer I get is a question mark, I will, I will relay that. So we'll have some follow-up communication over email, by which I mean I will email Abby, and Abby will email all of you so I don't violate the Open Meetings Act. Um, but that, is, that seems like, that seems like a, good, a good first step. So let me just clarify. Neither Derek nor Casey would have the authority or the permission to change the letter in any way, correct? Deanna B. Smith, no, no, not at all. Um, I mean, my understanding is that Casey just serves serves up the the, uh, the agenda for city commission. So, but no, the letter should not be altered at all. Um, well, how can they without our permission? I mean, this is just. I mean, this is just a, a suggestion. Anyway, this is our opinion. I'd be curious to know, this is Marlo, how the other advisory boards do it. So, like, I know there's sustainability advisory board, there's housing, there's all mm-hmm. these other boards. How do, planning. They, how do they advise? Like, I feel like if we're just kind of preaching to the choir every week in our own bubble and it's not going beyond this room, yeah. then it's, our role is ineffective. So I'm just curious, like, what the process is with other boards. This is Jill. Are they also run by Parks and Rec? No. <laughs> so maybe that's our holdup. I mean, if, if that's, I mean, if he has to go to Derek to go to Casey to maybe go to the city commission. Or maybe go to Craig first. Maybe. Just clarity. I mean, 
this is Tim, I could be talking out of turn, but I don't see that it has to go to any of them. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're the advisory board to the commission, and I, 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 one would think that we could author a letter, sign the letter, and dispatch it directly to the commission. Don't ask permission. And we could CC them on the letter but I don't see that we actually have to go through layers. And I think, again, this is the newness, and you know what, we, we, we wanna be a team player, but we don't want, we, we don't want you know, the team scoring in our own end zone, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, you know, lesson learned. Dean B. Smith, I, I feel like um, this has been a super constructive conversation. I will say that, you know, as far as how do other Boards function, especially advisory boards. How do they? How do they pass on the communication? Um, to that end, I will say that the membership for all those boards is listed on the city website, and there's nothing stopping any of us from reaching out and, and asking friendly questions about about how those how, how they they operate um, in general. I think that's probably would probably be a positive thing for people who are on all sorts of boards, and I guess that kind of will segue us into a conversation we'll have in a little bit. But the other thing I'll say is. Um, as far as the layers, I know that in the very least, and it does seem like there's a lot of layers, and in the very least, with as far as the city staff's concerned, this, just that the city commission they they don't make they don't make their agendas they don't they don't so there there is there does have to be somebody there to compile the stuff for them just because they don't have enough time in there um, to, to put to organize all the documents and get all that stuff to go. So there's always going to be at least that that layer, a single gatekeeper probably. So, yeah. Right. But um, but I do agree that less layers is good and I think we can we can look into some of that and with the newness maybe I, I mean part of my homework will be bothering Derek and I'll, I'll ask him I'll ask him if that if, if maybe in, in the future that that step could be skipped and then I'll, I'll report back to y'all I'll let you know yeah uh, I'd just like to say I completely completely understand your frustration uh, more than I can say so we have sent letters before and it was never. Yes, it was, it was never. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do feel like we have some concrete steps. Um, a little bit unsure specifically how they're going to work out, but uh, you will all be updated via Abby, Kansas. Um, but uh, um, as far as trying to uh, trying to get through things in a relatively decent amount of time. Um, we can look at old business. Old business is what's next on the agenda. And it actually begins with an update on TGT from Denise. And I believe we gave you a heads up this time. Yeah, well, it's, there's not much. Uh -huh. But there were two meetings, informational meetings, um, one on October 27th and October 28th. And I did attend the October 28th meeting. I think there were two people. Marlo uh, uh, attended, and there was another person who attended, and then somebody on Zoom. But at this point, um, it was just informational with paperwork given out concerning the TGT grant application. And so they're due um, December 6th. Let's see, is that true? It's November. That's right, November. It's coming up. What, November? So where is it on this? November what? Like November. I don't think it's November. No, it's okay. it's like December first or something. Yeah, actually, we are looking at individual. We'll be scoring, and we need to submit that by December first. 
So, so the deadline is December. December. And then the presentations are going to the be is December 1st. Friday, December 2nd. Uh, December 1st and possibly December 2nd. They're reviewing them in December, so they're due in November. November 20th, right? I think it's, it's yeah. November 20th. Yeah, yes. that's right. It's coming up. It's right here. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it was right in front of me. So that's what I have to report. And I did contact Roger to see if there were any applications that were submitted. And he was he was to return to the office today, and I haven't heard from him. So that's the latest I have. Any questions, you guys? Okay. Great. Thank you, Denise, for You're the, welcome. the update. Um, the other two items we have on old business. The first one is reviewing the proposed date for the January retreat. We were looking at January 22nd. And that was something which, you know, tangent, you know, like everyone sort of thought would work. Um, January 22nd. January 22nd. So now's the part where you pull out your phone and, and look at your little calendar. And, or, um, and if we could lock that in tonight, I mean, I think that would be excellent. But let's see. Mm -hmm. I do. I do so remember it, 10 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Um, can't do it. Whenever. Do you have a conflict? You must you have sure? a show. Oh, it's just mornings. Sunday mornings. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, there's technically nothing be holding us to a Sunday morning. We can choose whenever we'd like to do this. Yeah, can we not? I, I agree. Sunday morning is just precious. <laughs> so. Is Saturday better? I often have kids things on Saturdays, but I could don't have anything yet, so I could isolate it. I'm I'm more than happy to do Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What I think, um, whatever works for other folks. So that Saturday, the the twenty first, is that is that sort of what we're considering? The 22nd is fine. I mean, ignore me. Oh. I don't care. Would it be better if it was later in the afternoon? You know, what time did we have it when Porter was still with us? Like 3 to 5 or something? Yeah, that's yeah. right. It's yeah. 3 to 5. Mm -hmm. Maybe just not Sunday morning. To Sunday morning is quiet time. I mean, right. would be great. Like 3 to mm -hmm. 5 on mm -hmm. that day? Right. That would be fine with me. Um, and I know that we ha we have our, um, some some friends on, on Zoom, so just to make sure that they're in the conversation and and are are able to speak up if January twenty second from three to five absolutely does not work for them. Uh, I want to make sure that they they know that we're we're eager to to hear. Yeah. Oh, this is for, um, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead. Was there some? Okay. All right. This is Marciana, and that works for me. All right. Great. This is Rebecca. That works for me. Excellent. Thank you both so much. Okay. This sounds good. And, and then last year that was on Zoom, um, but this time it will be in person. In person. Are we going um, back to the art center? <laughs> um, there is a rehearsal at the art center on that time every day. Mm -hmm. I can certainly look into um, other venues like the Carnegie or one of the um, it's possible. Uh, yeah. uh, classrooms at the library. Uh, the library would be a good mm -hmm. spot, too. Mm -hmm. That's great. 
We have a show at the theater that afternoon, but the conference room won't be used. Mm -hmm. But I'm not offering Zoom capabilities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I'm trying to keep that in mind now when I'm thinking yeah. about uh, venues. Um, but I'm I'm pretty sure both Carnegie and the library and and um, okay. yeah, the library has the hookup already. Mm -hmm. So yeah, mm -hmm. that might be a Yeah. I'll definitely look into it to see if that date and time is available. That's good. So maybe we can, so it sounds like that, that date and time is going to work and then the venue, we can explore a couple of these options, but. Right. Um, um, so that's the, that's the first, that's the, the and, and we're sure it has to be a public meeting because it never has been before. Right. Yes. Right. Um, yeah, it's, it's my understanding that it, it does have to be public. Um, and I know there's been some confusion around that. Um, yeah, that's the consensus that I've gotten from from Derek. From who? Yeah. Uh, because all those years that Porter ran it, it was never a public meeting. We had wine at the meetings. And yeah. Conversation. Yes, and it was. You know, it seems to me a retreat ought to be an opportunity to yeah out outrageous ideas. Porter's should be not. one of the folks saying that it does technically need to be public. Um, Dana B. Smith. Yeah, I mean, my understanding of the Kansas Meetings Act is that, I mean, even though we are we're an advisory mm -hmm. committee, just that um, if if more than half of us are are there and we're discussing matters relevant to the body, mm -hmm. that the the safe thing to do is make it open, which we did with our our, our fall retreat, um, and we did we. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, it was it was technically it was posted and people could have attended if they wanted to and, and they did it not um it was not yeah it yeah. was it was not um and i should say that um prior to covid open meetings generally meant posting the agenda ahead of time and allowing the public to know where and when um and that they were welcome to attend the meeting um but it's not a meeting that we were acting upon um it, it's definitely a more informal type of meeting um i offered the zoom component mostly for myself to record it and take the minutes. Um, so yeah, I wasn't something, I, I hadn't reached out to Kurt and we hadn't um, set up the, the Zoom, uh, sorry, the YouTube link. Uh, so it wasn't live, um, but there was a Zoom option mm. if somebody wanted to uh, participate that way. We didn't have anyone um, who I asked for uh, RSVPs um, a couple of days ahead so I would know um, how good the setup needed to be and since I hadn't had anyone um, we we did it sort of at the more informal zoom way um, but I'm taking it into consideration just because it's technically part of public meetings now um, but it, I think it definitely pertains more to um, publishing of agenda prior does that make sense um, the other item we had on old business was simply revisiting subcommittee meetings, which we've already touched on a little bit here. Um, I know that Phoenix Awards, obviously, we're looking at December 2nd to December 13th, I guess, at midnight, um, to, to try and review those unless they want to do an extension. Um, and then, um, but we've already touched on those, outdoor sculpture exhibition. Does anybody else, does, do people want to brainstorm scheduling anymore? I think we've already done quite a bit of scheduled brainstorming. Little bit to see when how many they come in and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait. Um, 
Uh, so unless anybody really wants to discuss subcommittee meetings more, um, we do actually have a couple of other items um, on old business. Um, uh, one of which is revisiting the idea of having an open house such educa educational session for grant applica uh, applicants. Um, so that was something we had talked about doing. Mm -hmm. uh, Abby and I talked about it a little bit. Um, you know, we wanted to make ourselves available to folks who've maybe never applied for a community art grant in the past and want some input. Um, is that something people are still interested in doing? I personally think it's a great way to make sure that the process is as like, you know, open as possible. But um, depends on how stretched thin we feel at this very moment. Abby, have you had any questions from people about the community arts grants? Um, I did have some questions. It was mostly, can I apply for more than one of the programs? To which I said, sure. Um, and I haven't had any questions that were very detailed into the actual application process. I think it's a great marketing opportunity mm -hmm. to advertise and make that available. It's something that Roger has done recently for TGT, um, mm -hmm. and so the infrastructure is, is there. Um, I could have him walk me through how, how he did that, what what was helpful, um, ha you know, having recently <coughs> gone through that it was a Zoom option. Right, it was a Zoom option. Um, <clears throat> I think it, it could potentially work for people, um, you know, if they don't feel comfortable coming out to something like that. I think we potentially may get more people come in that way, but um, that would definitely change up. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys have done this in the past, um, if what's worked well, um, but as a starting point, I think that could easily work. Yeah, I think go. we've done it. Okay. We've done it in the past. We've mm -hmm. done like drop-in office hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there'd be like a time frame. So it was less like Roger did the presentation. Mm -hmm. I think yeah. Porter's done the presentation for TGT. But I think with these programs, it was more of like a drop-in. Mm -hmm. Have questions between three and five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it will mm -hmm. be. There. I like that drop-in idea because Roger had two separate dates. You know, the span of time. I forget. I think it. Was it two hours? I think, mm -hmm. yeah. So that's a lot of time to hang out and wait. Mm -hmm. Although he did give a presentation and then answer questions on Zoom or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is some time to invest. So, I mean, could would people be able to sign up for a time period within that time period? Mm -hmm. So, like, if it's open from three to five, there yeah. could be, you know, appointments, um, multiple. 15-minute mm -hmm. slots mm -hmm. or 30-minute slots, mm -hmm. and then you know, okay, well, if, if there are so many people that are signed up, then you will be there at the office hours. If nobody's signed up, then you don't need to go, or, you know, maybe nobody has questions, mm -hmm. things like that. It's going to be Smith. Yeah, I, I think one of the things we, we touched on when we were discussing this in preparation for this meeting was wanting, yeah, wanting to make sure there is an RSVP process and I think doing yeah 15 like little 15 minute chunks would be great mm -hmm. um, just so that we can really know in advance essentially if anybody is actually going to show up I like the idea of having, having a be open house I mean or like having it actually be like office hours and so people can stop by um, so that maybe is something that the community arts grant and advocacy subcommittee can kind of figure out and take on um, the, the four of us can can man those office hours um, do it that way. I'm I'm more than happy to um, to sit at a table. If if you're going to do it that way, 
you need to be prepared for people to come in with very specific questions mm -hmm. and anybody who is there needs to be really up on their grant writing mm -hmm. and what you can do and what you can't do. So do we want to try and do we want to try and figure out a, a prospective date for this and then maybe yeah figure out who who is actually going to be at the table. I mean it'd be great if, if, if we yeah Marlos. If we're doing 2 hours, I mean we we probably won't even have to take shifts. We can all just yeah. hang out together. Have some coffee. Mm -hmm. I'll opt out because I mean, I mean it could be a great learning experience also. We want to avoid Thanksgiving. Yeah, you do. But we want to do it close enough. Like if the grant is due December 17th, could mm -hmm. be early December. Mm -hmm. I think early December seems seems good. Um, as far as as far as venue, are we going to want to do it? Are, are we going to want to do it in, in in person? Is that? I mean, I think that makes it yeah. pretty approachable. Candy um, canes. Um, I, I'm definitely going to let other people throw out dates. I will pretty much accommodate whatever. Uh, I think I mean, December 3rd is a day. December 4th is a day if we really want to get early in the month. Do you want to do a weekend or a weekday? Because, you know, that TGT one was a Friday afternoon, which, mm -hmm. I mean, worked for me. It was easy to drop in for that. Something you might consider is that December is holiday season, so mm. weekends are going to be full mm. of yeah, weekend point. activities, yeah. shows, Santas, point. it's that and the other. Sure. Not that everybody wants to see all that, of course, but just something to consider. It also it, messes up the park. <laughs> if Friday afternoon definitely, definitely sound, sounds like it would make sense, so that could be like December 2nd. I was screening that day, and I'm always chaotic on those cinema days. Um, I hate to push it to the ninth because then it's right before. That's only giving people a week. Could do Thursday the first. Um, I'm more than happy to do Thursday the first. Mm -hmm. What do you know? I see Tim shaking. I will be out of the country, so. How long are you going to be out for? Uh, I come back the third. A third, okay. We could do the ninth. I mean, only get, people only have a week, but I think you need to give people more time than that. I think so. Mm -hmm. Too early in the week, like the fifth. Yeah, I mean, any any yeah. other day is fine. All right, the fifth is a Monday. I think Monday is actually a pretty good pretty good day for it. Monday, Monday, December fifth, three to five. Is that what we we're thinking? Sure. I mean, I think that I think that could work well for people. Um, and I think that, like we've done with other complicated scheduling things in the past, this can be a this can be the date for now. And if if it turns out this isn't going to work, we can revisit it. But getting something on the calendar um, is going to be it's going to be helpful. I would say make it, I know we're focusing on the community arts grants, but we might make it LCAC open house. So if any, you know, from the mm. other mm -hmm. committees want to show up and someone has a Phoenix Awards question, it's kind of a cool time to drop yeah. in. Anything you want to know? Well, it would be after yeah. the, the deadlines the before. Oh, deadlines oh. before. Yeah. It's a good idea, though. Nice try. Unless we extended it. Mm -hmm. 
Um, D.W. Smith, so even if we don't have um, representatives from each of the different program areas there, we, we can always we can field, field some level of questions. And, um, so uh, it, is, it is a little bit past 9.10 right now. So with the, in the interest of time, I think the 5th of December from 3 to 5 seems like a good goal to have that our little um, open house get to know you um, arts grants tabling thing so does anybody have any any other concerns if not we can keep on tracking because we, we have a few more things we got a little bit more where is it going to be uh, location or does it does have to be zoomed because the art center location is kind of tricky for zoom uh, Danny Smith, I, I was thinking that for this we would just do just do an in-person oh, okay. drop yeah. by. Yeah. Um, I don't. I do not have a, a location to recommend though. I can check our center schedule. Um, do you want to try and uh, find a location now, or should we? I can email you. Follow up. We'll follow up location. Um, the next thing on our agenda is a synopsis of the Gateways meeting for those who are in attendance, which was Mary and myself. Mary, I don't know if, you, if, you, if there's anything specific you want to relay about the Gateways meeting we attended, which was um, over at the Sports Pavilion. But uh, it, was a, it, was a, it was a pretty interesting public meeting about um, this new Gateway project, which will involve uh, potentially installing some rather tasteful um, aesthetic decorations to some of the city's gateways, which would be, you know, mainly the, the thoroughfares where people are driving into town. Um, I thought it was a nice meeting. I'm happy to see more stuff. There's a lot of good feedback. Do you have anything else you want to add? I was, it, they had some very interesting proposals and some uh, interesting ways of lighting the bridges, both underneath or standards on the sides of the bridges hmm. um, that, that were quite attractive. Um, of course, I'm always looking at how much is it going to cost. Mm -hmm. And this was not, they have, what, 2% or 3% of the project, which amounts to nothing. Mm -hmm. So it would be about $100,000 per bridge that would have to come out of the city money somewhere. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, B. Smith, one of the things that I really took away from it that I thought it was the biggest net positive for the sort of stuff we discuss is the idea that, you know, people drive in, drive north into Lawrence from, from Baldwin, um, you know, pretty, pretty frequently, and there's nothing, there's nothing there that really announces you're entering Lawrence, maybe a sign. Um, and so to me, I think any sort of visual enhancement that, you know, creates a grandiose atmospheric effect whether it's lighting or whether it's um, even just a, a big Lawrence City seal, I think is just going to get people thinking about the fact that, like, how much that enhances their enjoyment of being in our community. And so I think that for down the line, when we're talking about doing other things which visually enhance living in, in Lawrence, it's yeah. going pe to it's gonna, just going to help people connect with that idea that um, it really does make a difference as far as quality of life have, yeah. having... Uh, beautiful stuff to look at. So the concern that I heard, and I heard it mostly after the meeting, was that um, people concerned about the the lighting or the whatever it was on the bridge or on the side or wherever it was that it would be distracting 
and that people, particularly cyclists, mm. oh. were concerned that attention would be drawn to that rather than to where the cyclists or the pedestrians or other people. So, you know, there are a lot of things, and I'm sure that the highway engineers take all that into consideration and, mm -hmm. and work with all that. So, you know, I, I, thought it was, I thought it was very interesting. They had some pretty pictures. Um, so, unless anybody else has any questions about that, we can move along to everyone's favorite category, which is miscellany. We have a few different miscellany for this meeting. The first of which is clarification on the recommendations regarding boards and committees or commissions, which um, Abby has e had emails us, emails about, and which you know seemed kind of vague, and I think people had some questions about. So, Abby, do you want to provide some as much clarity as you can, given that it's like not really a thing yet? Yeah. Um, I wanted to uh, give you guys access to this as soon as uh, I had it, basically, and as soon as it went on the uh, agenda for the City Commission, um, I sent it to Daniel, and then uh, the next day went out to you guys. Um, and this is another uh, situation where I wish I had more information. Um, it's basically just been um, announced from the city manager, Craig, that he would like to basically look at all of the different boards and commissions. Um, the number is over 40. It's 40. 47, I think. Yeah. Um, and build a committee of five currently uh, sitting board chairs, and we've recommended uh, Daniel. Um, to be part of this um, as you're on an, another commission um, as well. Um, and through talking this over, the LCAC is definitely one of the more active and organized boards we have here at the city. And I, with having very little um, information on how this will be implemented, um, like I said, I can't, I can't speak on the future, but um, there's definitely other boards that I, I think they may, um, I think this is a conversation for maybe not the LCAC, for some other smaller boards perhaps, but. DMB Smith, yeah, my, my, my interpretation is just that the, all of the boards um, and commissions, uh, including some like <coughs> joint boards, yeah, there's 47 total bodies which are fall under that umbrella category. And a lot of them have just developed somewhat organically over the, over the years. I don't know when the last time there was an actual thorough look at all of them and how they operate and how they interconnect. I'm sure some of them overlap in some ways. And, uh, and you know, so since it's grown organically, I think there's a, a desire to, to look at everything and say, is, is this all functioning in, in, in a way that which is orderly? And I do think that we're, we're, we, just speaking to the Cultural Arts Commission, I think we're, we're, we're doing a pretty good job, especially at the moment. Obviously, transition is difficult, but I think that you know our purpose and the expertise that we, we bring and provide to the, the City Commission is, is not is something they actually need, and I think that we, we're operating pr pretty orderly, um, and so I don't think that we as a body need to be super worried about this process. I am interested in being a part of the, the committee committee, as I call it. Um, <laughs> So it'll be interesting. I, I don't, there's not like a time frame. It's really just kind of like a, an idea right now. Yeah. There's not like any sort of specific goals or timeline for it or anything. So, but that's kind of what that is. Just to kind of like clarify that one mysterious email that went out. Um, so I don't know if any, anybody anybody else has any other any thoughts about it. Thank you for your um, participation or mm -hmm. you know, offer. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's an important conversation. It's not ominous. It's just you know every now and then you really need to look at things. And, yeah. and if a committee hasn't met in two or three years, you have to ask why. Why do we have this? And some of the the conversation earlier too about some of the channels and how things progress and how different boards or commit commi committees do things. I think is also interesting. I think that it, it, there's an opportunity for there to be some sort of like lessons learned from if one committee does one thing really well, maybe that's something that another committee could, could learn from. And so that's something that I, th I think there's potential for sure. streamlining and making our lives a little easier. But mm -hmm. um, I guess that's, I don't know, I kind of thought people would have more questions about that, but that's that's where that is. It's, it's in the early stages. Um, and then what else do we have on here? Oh, so up next, um, I was not able to attend the ribbon cutting. I've had some some stuff going on, but if anybody who is able to attend the Through Our Eyes ribbon cutting would like to speak just even briefly about the experience or? No, this is Denise. I attended and so did Mary and I think Dina mm -hmm. attended as well. And it was, there was a nice group of people and I think that those who attended really appreciated it. And I really like how Porter organized it and then different speakers so that's my take do either of you have anything to I thought it was fascinating to hear the artist yeah and and uh, he brought samples of the materials that he used the the oxidized uh, mm -hmm. glass beads that compose the whole mm -hmm. we could piece. pick up our and own little bead and take yeah you could take your take a bead and take it home <laughs> or several beads in your house <laughs> which I have done, it's nice to see. So yeah, it was, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, this is Dina, I agree. It was really um, a great event. Um, I think it was really well received by the, um, by the public um, who was there. I assume they were a lot of uh, local neighbors there. Um, and yes, it was really nice to have a little um, component of the public artwork to be able yeah. to take home it with you. Really nice. So, yeah. I will say, too, that the artist did um, uh, ask for um, if, if you have any great pictures, if you do visit there and you have any good pictures, to send the photos to him. He was trying to That's accumulate cool. some photos, and I don't have his... Somehow. Yeah, I don't have his contact information with me, but I do have his card at home. I didn't think to bring it, but um, but if you do have some photos, um, uh, people interacting with it, he was really interested in getting some photos. So. And, and Abby, maybe you could send along the contact for information. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Or, yeah. Um, so uh, we're at the end of Miscellany, um, which is just sharing of community events. Um, which is where you discuss any sort of neat events you've been to or that you are going to. I am most certainly going to attend the uh, November 20th ribbon cutting from 1 to 3 p.m. for the F Marts. Yes, same. You're all, I'll, I'll be there for that. Um, I don't know if anybody else has anything on their agenda they're, they're looking forward to. It's okay if you don't. We are nearing the two-hour mark, so it's okay if, if, if we, we can just say we'll see each other at that event. Um, I think we all have various homework assignments. I have, I have a few homework assignments. But um, if, uh, if nobody else has anything, anything else to share, I will go ahead and move to adjournment. Second. <laughs> uh, I guess I was looking for a first. So, so Mary, you can be the first if you want.
So moved. <laughs> can, can I get a second? Oh, I second. All right, great. So unless anybody has any, any uh, complaints, we will adjourn. Our next meeting will be December 14th, right here in this room. Uh, I will not be in a wheelchair. I'll be walking around again. So. Good. Not that you need Good. anyway. We just sit. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Just Thank you, Abby. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for your Thank time. Thank you. Thank you too much. Thank you so much uh, for our Zoom participants as well. Have a good evening. Ahoy.